You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Today, we are looking at the Laodicea Church, the church of Laodicea. Now, the church of Laodicea was one of the churches that Apostle John wrote to. And how did he write to them? Jesus appeared to him on the island of Patmos, and Jesus himself spoke that he wrote the letters to these specific churches. Now, I actually knew that the local church is so important to Jesus. But I didn't know that in detail until now. Now, for most of the letters we, we read, it is because Jesus himself started the pattern where he asked them to go and preach the word. And when they preached the word, they opened the churches to make disciples of all nations as he commanded them. As they made disciples of all nations, there were problems within the churches. And so they normally wrote letters to the churches to solve the problem. So in that, we have the doctrine of the church. Now, with the letters to the seven churches, Jesus actually spoke to John, and we're going to read it in Revelations chapter 1. And you're going to realize how interested Jesus is in the state of his bride. The church, as represented in the local churches. Because he didn't write the letters to the general body. But he wrote them to specific assemblies. And there were seven. Which actually means that he used the seven to represent the general body. Are you getting the point? <laughs> so, Revelation chapter 1 verse 4 to 20. And that's why listen to me very carefully. If you have somebody and says that, they say, don't go to church. You can serve God in your house. They don't understand the authority of the local church and how God has given so much power to the local church. If you see somebody and says that, oh, it doesn't matter what church you go to, any church is okay. Hey, no. We are going to see that. And I was just amazed. So wherever you go, there's a chair. There's, no. No. No, it's not true. It's a lie. Because I used to believe that too. 
Okay, so let's all read. Go. Just like we do it every time. Go. From John to the seven churches in Turkey. So now, these churches are in modern Turkey today. Yes. Modern Turkey today. What, what it means is that the situation, the location, the churches were then, were within the modern Turkey localities. Okay, so that's actually why the living Bible, I mean, he does the translation as it is to today, yes. And that's why I love the living Bible, yes. Okay, good. So let's go. Dear friends, may you have grace and peace from God who is and was and is to come and from the sevenfold spirit before his throne. For those of you who have sat under my ministry, you know the sevenfold ministry. Sevenfold spirit. Is that correct? Read Isaiah chapter 11, verse 3. Uh, 2 to 3, you would under, understand. And I'll speak to that sometime later. Okay? But the characteristic of the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, are seven spirits. Okay? The spirit that gets you born again, conviction, piety, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, eh? the spirit of might, beautiful. Mm -hmm. The spirit of the fear of the Lord, beautiful, you know. Oh, you're good students. All right. Okay, so, and from who? And from Jesus Christ, who faithfully reveals all truth to us. He was the first to rise from death. You see how Jesus describes himself. The first to rise from death. Which means that all who rose with him as believers are models of him. That's why he said he's the first to rise. After him, you rose. I rose. Are you getting the point? Do you understand it? That's why we have become the sons of God. And it is one of the gifts, the privileges of a believer. He called us as children and we became sons. Join us with him. We share inheritance together. Thank you, Jesus. First to rise from death and what? And to what? That's why you can't die. Even when you are dead, it's gain. Because your death is no more a state, it's a transition. Absent in the body, present with him. He is far greater than any king in all the earth. And all praise to him who always loves us. Who always what? So his love does not depreciate. It does not dissipate. <laughs> and who set us free from our sins by pouring out his lifeblood for us. Oh, praise God. Next, next, next. He has gathered us into his kingdom and made us priests. Of God his father. Did you hear that? Okay. Give to him what? 
everlasting glory. He rules forever. Amen. Okay, seven. See, he is arriving, surrounded by clouds, and every eye shall see him. Yes, and those who pierce him, and the nations will weep in sorrow and in terror when he comes. Yes, amen. Let it be so. You are not one of those. Thank God. Thank God. You made the right choice. He said, I am the A and the Z. And the beginning and the ending of all things, says God. Who is the Lord and the, and the, and the all-powerful one who is and was and is coming next? It is I, your brother John, a fellow sufferer for the Lord's sake, who am writing this letter to you. Hey, a fellow what? A fellow what? So you say that we don't suffer for the Lord anymore. As for you, every time sweet, sweet things. He butter my bread, sugar my cocoa. So, so kind of Christianity now. <laughs> Little suffering. Said then God has deserted me. Do you know how the gospel got to you? The one who came to Ghana died of malaria. Not because malaria had power. Because there was no knowledge. A fellow sufferer. If you love somebody, you are ready to suffer for them. Hey, is that true? Let's go. I too have shared the patience Jesus gives. And we shall share. Ooh. I was on the island of Patmos, exiled there for what? For what? Preaching the word of God and foretelling what I knew about Jesus Christ. Hmm. If somebody can go through this and still see visions to write letter, it tells you how deep their love is. I'm sure when Jesus appeared, if it was you, I said, where are you coming from? If you can save, why am I here? And then you are now asking me to write a letter to other people. Look at my state and my situation. You see the kind of Christianity we have been taught. Look at the state of the guy writing the letter. It was the Lord's day and I was worshipping. Can you believe that? When suddenly I heard a loud voice behind me, a voice that sounded like a trumpet blast. Next. Saying, I am A and Z, the first and last. And then I heard him say, write down everything you see and send your letter to the seven churches in Turkey. 
So specific. So it's like saying, write down this letter and send it to Carry Center International, Jesus Hill, Cantonment. Specific. UDS guest house. Look, he said, to the church in Ephesus, the one in Smyrna, and then those in Pegamos, and then Theatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Specific local assemblies. So the letter came with an address. Next. When I turned to see who was speaking, there behind me were seven candlesticks of gold. And standing among them was one who looked like Jesus, who called himself the Son of Man, wearing a long robe, circled with a golden band across his chest. Next. His hair was white as wool or snow, and his eyes penetrated like flames of fire. His feet gleamed like burnished uh, bronze, and his voice thundered like the waves against the shore. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp double-bladed sword in his mouth, and his face shone like the power of the sun in unclouded brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid, though I am the first and last, the living one who died, who is now alive forevermore, who has the keys of hell and death. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm not here to scare you. I'm not here to intimidate you. I'm not here to take out your life. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Write down what you have just seen and what will soon be shown to you. So that's exactly what we just saw. What he saw is what we just read. What he is about to show him is what we are about to read. The Bible is accurate. Anybody who tells you that the Bible is in, they don't know. It's out of ignorance. And it's because of how we pastors preach it. Let's go. This is the meaning of the seven stars. Watch. You saw in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. Let's all read. Go. The seven stars are the leaders of the seven churches. So, are you getting the point? Yeah. So, now the stars represent the pastors. Those who have grown in grace and they are leading. Watch it. Next. And the seven. Candlesticks are what? The churches themselves. 
Praise God. So you see, you are a candlestick. Let your light so shine before men. Are you getting the point now? We are the ones who allow the light to what? Shine. We are his candlesticks. And the pastors are the stars. Oh, yes. Very soon, most of you are going to be stars. Oh, yes. Because the business of church is sending out. That's the business of church. It's not just gathering a whole lot of people. Yes. Yes. So get ready. You are going to go out. And then entertaining them. With small screen and all of that. That's not church. We are playing church. What happened? Okay, let's go. So, 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 now, I just, I'm concentrating on Laodicea Church. The reason why I'm concentrating on the Laodicea Church is because it speaks to exactly what I want to talk to us about. Are you getting the point? When it comes to thanks, word, living. Living a life of thanksgiving. Where our lives are an outpouring of thanksgiving to God. So everything we do is as a response of what God has already done in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Okay, so now look at the church of Laodicea. What is he going to say? They are the last church of the seven churches. Let's all read. Go. Write this letter to the leader of the church in Laodicea. So the pastor of the church in Laodicea. This message is from the one who stands firm, the faithful and true witness of all that is or was or evermore shall be the primeval source of God's creation. In other words, the one who began all things. I know you well. That's the first thing. I know you well. So listen, he called them candlesticks. So it tells you that he's not giving up on them. And he called the pastors stars. So their glory is intact. He is only writing to correct them. Are you getting the point? To let them know what they have to do right. What they have been doing wrong. Okay? The rewards they will have and the discipline he can bring them. Hey, hello. Do, are you getting the point? Is that correct? All right. So he starts with saying, I know you well. You are neither hot nor cold. That's where he starts the thing. <laughs> now, Jesus is a quintessential teacher. So, because, listen, everything you see here, he actually picked from their own situation within their city and then used it as a spiritual message so that they can understand exactly what he's saying. So he's saying that you are neither hot 
nor cold has to do with the water supply of Laodicea. The water that comes to Laodicea is neither hot nor cold. That is their only weakness as a city. So you see, they had to do an aqueduct six, seven miles away and it's more like a stone pipe. But by the time the water gets to Laodicea, it will be tippy. It will be lukewarm. If it was flowing from Colossae, that has wonderful cold water, or Hierapolis, they had wonderful, sweet, hot water. So they had hot water from here, cold water from there, but before it would get to Laodicea, it was lukewarm. So, so their water was always lukewarm. So Jesus was using their water situation to tell exactly what they are also depicting. Because one way or the other, our environmental culture finds its way in our spiritual service. Please, the visitors, let them know that the ushers, please guide them. I, I don't want to lose focus. Now he says, but since you are merely, uh, sorry, I wish you were one or, so in other words, I wish you were hot like the Hierapolis water or you are cold like the Colossia water. Okay. But since you are merely lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. Watch this. You say I am rich with everything I want. I don't need a thing. Why is the Lord saying they are rich? Because if you go to Laodicea, Laodicea had a very devastating situation. They had an earthquake. Earthquake. It destroyed everything. And they were under the, the government, the Roman leadership. And so the Roman leadership actually decided to, to provide them help. But they said, no, we're okay by ourselves. We will rebuild our own city. And they were able to rebuild without the help of the Roman government. Are you getting the point? So they are a very self-sufficient people. They're very wealthy. They're very wealthy. So they are people who don't want to depend on anybody. Are you getting it? It's a good thing for their city. But it's not a good thing for spiritual development. When a person gets to a point and it's like they don't even need God's help. Are you here with me? Are you listening? And you don't realize that spiritually 
you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So you see, physically, you are very self-sufficient. But it doesn't reflect your spirituality. You can do it on your own with regards to your environmental culture. But when it comes to your spiritual life, you are bankrupt. He added and said, you are blind and naked because this same city had actually done a concoction that heals the eye. And their medical school was known all over. Their school of ophthalmology. ophthalmology. So everybody knows that if you need the healing of the eye, go to Laodicea. So they can heal the physical eye, but they spiritually are blind. They are also good in the textile industry. They produce black wool. And so they are good with raiment. And they are covered physically. But spiritually, Laodicea is naked. Because we are covered by the righteousness of God. That is our garment. They have their own covering. Are you here with me? So, he says, my advice to you is to buy pure gold from me. What you have physically is good. But if you have the same spiritually, then you are on that level. Hey, are you here with me? He that is rich should be rich towards God. Hey, are you here? For by strength shall no man prevail. My advice to you is to buy pure gold from me. Gold purified by fire. Only then will you truly be rich. No matter how sufficient anyone thinks they are, if their sufficiency is not of him, they are poor, they are wretched, they are naked, they are blind. Are you here with me? Do you know how people look, look at the culture of a church? So everybody that comes have the same kind of character. We can do it ourselves. And that's what they show. 
in that kind of church. He would tell, you see, he would tell you what he leads to. Let's, let's all read. Go. Next. Go. And to purchase from me what? Are you getting the point? Not your black wool. That covers you. Fine. Physically, you are covered. You are good. But I give white garments. It's my righteousness that makes people righteous. It's not your own good works. <laughs> Clean and pure. So you won't be naked and ashamed. And to get what? You see, he's addressing. Hmm? The ointment. He said, your ointment, it heals your physical eye. But spiritually, you are blind. So buy medicine from what? Me. So that you can see well. He said, and I'll give you back your sight. I continually discipline and punish everyone I love. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Okay, so now let's look at what their problem is. Go. So I must punish you unless you what? Turn from your, from your what? From your what? From your, so what is the problem of Laodicea? Their self-sufficiency has made them indifferent to the things of God. I told you that comfort is an enemy. For most of us, the reason why you are doing all that you are doing is because you want what? Comfort. So you see, Laodicea, their problem is comfort. They are comfortable. Comfortable. We'll name them comfort. Laodicea Kony. So he says, your, indif your indifference and become what? Turn from your indifference and become what? Enthusiastic what? About the things of God. About the things of God. Most of us don't care about the things of God. The prayer in the church today is for self-sufficiency. Fifteen ways to prosper. Thirty ways to make much money. 
Anytime the prayer topic comes, for self, how many marriages? Marriages. Marriages. Hey, marriage. Hey, marriage. Are you here with me? We are actually indifferent about the things of God. When the pastor talks about winning souls, when the pastor talks about prayer, oh, what is this? Solomon, what are Solomon, Solomon, do you know? Do you know, do you know, do you know a pastor friend told me that? He told me that the, the preaching you are preaching, it won't bring money. It won't bring money. It won't bring money. So this one, it doesn't bring money. You have to, Sanonkwongakobi. <laughs> I'm looking here. <laughs> you have to look after your children. Yeah. That's why they charge consultation fee before they speak to you. But they can't, you come here, they've drawn a sign on the ground. Step into the circle. You see your issue? I can see in the spirit. Why did you go there? Comfort. 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 Listen to me very carefully. I have seen situations. Listen, situations. And you just sit and pray. You pray through. By the time you are done, they are cleared. Let me tell you. Did you see? Wait, wait. Check your whole Bible. Where you saw any testimony of the believer shared in the epistle. Every testimony we saw was an unbeliever. Because the believers worked the miracles themselves. They know how to pray. God is not their grandfather. When I get talking about these things, I get angry. Because we have too many babies in the Lord. The things that bother adults, they don't bother children. And the things that bother children, they don't bother adults. When you are an adult, 
And you see your child crying. Over 10 pesos they have to take to school. That their elder brother has taken from them. You laugh. And you just take it out of your, and you what? And say, stop crying. Because for you, they are bigger. They are bigger things. They are bigger things. They are bigger things. I have been standing at the door and I am constantly knocking. He was not talking to unbelievers. He was talking to his church. So you can have a church where he is not present. Listen, I am serious. We can have a church and Christ is not in it. You are the candlestick. So listen to me very carefully. What it means is that in the fellowship of the brethren, he's not present. Did you understand that? He has not left you. The believer. You, you're not. But when we meet, because we are indifferent about the things of God and we are lukewarm, he's not part of it. Because we don't have fellowship with him. And they are Christians who have lost fellowship. He is in you, but you are not conscious of him. Did you hear what I said? As for living, he will never leave you. No. But he can be in you. Do you know that you can be with your child in the house? And he doesn't even know you are in. Do you know that you can be in church and yet you are not here? Because you are not in fellowship with what I am teaching. And look at what he's saying. I am constantly knocking. In other words, I am trying everything to get their attention. But no. I'm doing everything. Everything to get their attention. They can't even hear. Listen. When a man or a woman doesn't exercise their spirit, he would always be knocking. He wants to send you a word and let you know that you don't need to go to Asimesi's place. 
but you are out of touch. He wants to send the word to your spirit. To give you caution. You know, Apostle Paul says, oh, I want to go here, but the Lord told me not to go. Why? It's fellowship. 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 He says, if anyone hears me calling him and opens the door, I will come in. And you see the word he used? And do what? Fellowship with him and he with me. I will let everyone who conquers sit beside me on my throne just as I took my place with my father on his throne when I had conquered. Let those who can hear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. There are many things he will tell us by way of the Spirit. We even don't listen. Many things he tells us. The point is, you have what you want to hear. That will bring you comfort. Is that not it? And I said, we have exchanged the name. Of comfort for one name, laziness. Everybody that is lazy, they are lazy because they want comfort. Is that true? When he calls you, wake up and pray. You want the comfort of sleep. When he calls you to give, give your all. You want the comfort of having huge money in your bank account. That's what makes you feel comfortable. And you, you said security. You are jo you're a joker. You really are a joker. Security, one sickness can consume everything. Security. Do you know security? Security is Christ. Security is Christ. This morning he calls us. Like he's speaking to the church of Laodicea, he's speaking to us. May we move from the place of indifference. May you go out and win souls like no man's business. May you go out and do the things of God 
like no man's business. Anything about God, let it excite you. As a matter of fact, do beyond. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth. Come.